Good evening. Welcome into a special Sunday night edition of the State of the Tigers brought to you by James Carlton, State Farm Insurance. If you are joining us on YouTube, first of all, like, comment, subscribe, share, do all those things. Second of all, the James Carlton web address is right there in front of you on YouTube, carltoninsurance.net. You can get a hold of James at 314-961-4800 on the phone. If you want to talk to James about all your insurance needs, talk to him a little bit about a red-hot Missouri football team and ask him how you can help out with his efforts to help Mizzou's NIL. We will run James's uh, information across the bottom of the screen throughout most of the show. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. I am Gabe DeArmond, publisher and uh, host of this fine program. We bring in Gerard Hamilton to the show now, about 24 hours removed from Gerard, I was going to start out asking you if that was the best football game you'd seen Missouri play, but I know the answer because I think it might be the best football game I've seen Missouri play. Uh, that was uh, I, I didn't see that coming in that way. Yeah, um, somebody asked me on on Twitter after the game, was that the best uh, game of drinks tenure? I think so. I mean, be I mean, unless I'm missing something, obviously you you would know, but I off the top of my head, I'm thinking like you beat a, another top fifteen team. Um, from start to finish, there wasn't a play. I mean, well, of course, Tennessee had a player, you know, here or there, but there wasn't a sustained amount of time that I even thought this game was close at all, ever. And so offense, defense, special teams, um, everybody played, played well, even the, the couple mistakes like KAD, like that, uh, 46 yard touchdown pass from Joe Milton, the, uh, Dante Thompson. That was great coverage by KD. Like Milton dropped it in the only place his guy could get it. So that's not even something. And then he forced a fumble. They they credited it to Newsom. If you look at the replay, it was actually KD who comes in with the second blow that caused the forced fumble. So he he got it back. They had 17 points uh, from those takeaways that they made out of it. Um, and then then the bad pick from Cook. It was bad. They said it was tipped. Um, I didn't see that from from the press box. Um, that's what they said on the TV, though. Yeah, the TV uh, showed it was tipped. The, the the TV also, Gary Danielson pointed out that Luther Burden ran a fairly lackadaisical route that led to him not being in the spot Brady wanted to mm -hmm. throw the ball to. Uh, yeah. So those are the types of things that look, go into, uh, very, you know, where you place blame and all that. But the there was literally about three seconds where I thought, or three minutes where I thought, hey, this seems like it might be a close game. When Tennessee scored to go up 7-3, then you thought, okay, well, let's see Missouri's answer. Because to that point, Missouri had thoroughly outplayed them. But with the interception and, and all that, you know, Tennessee had basically made one play. Well, then Missouri just goes right back down the field and scores and takes the 10-7 lead. And what you're realizing is, hang on, Missouri's had the ball three times, and they have just immediately gone down like Tennessee has no answer for what they're doing offensively and it turned out Tennessee didn't have an answer for what they were doing defensively either so like your opinion what was more impressive 530 yards and record-setting day from Cody Schrader or what Missouri did to Tennessee's third-ranked rushing game wait 
What was bigger, the 530 yards of offense? What, what was Schrader? more impressive, the offense in Cody Schrader or what Missouri did defensively against? Oh, Tennessee? okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. Um, for right now, it's Cody Schrader. It has to be. I mean, I, I, if you see a game that you've never seen, that no one in life has seen, then that is the thing. Now, long term, I would say the defense because you feel good about that. You're like, all right. Our defense can hang with all, you know, they hung with Georgia. Uh, we joked about this earlier. Linebackers coach DJ Smith, he tweeted something. It was like, they said Mizzou couldn't stop the run. And I texted you and said, stop the run versus Georgia. I, like nobody yeah, said that. Yeah, no, no one said that. So it must have been Tennessee people he was talking about. You know, maybe those fans said they can't stop us or whatever. But no, I probably like long term say the defense, but Cody Schrader's day, like that's one of, the best games I've seen of football in my life, like live. Like, it was crazy. I mean, every time every time you looked up, there was a 30-yard run. Or I mean, he, he had two catches for 83 yards, like seven minutes, eight minutes into the game. It was wild. Uh, Tennessee had absolutely no answer on either side. Honestly, it was like watching Tennessee-Missouri the last two years, just, except the, the other absolutely, team. Absolutely. Ass-beating. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, drink, drink had his foot foot up Heupel's tail. I, I say that they they did everything right. Well, and there there's a comment here, and uh, here I'll find it. Uh, it's from Matt Carroll. Drink icing the kicker up thirty was one of my favorite Mizzou football moments in a long time. Like, look, I'm here for all the petty stuff, and I want to be clear. I didn't have any problem with Josh Heupel scoring to go up sixty six twenty four last year. Whatever you want to be better, stop him. Like. It didn't bother me. It clearly bothered Missouri, and they came into this one with a uh, with the idea, hey, if we have a chance to rub it in a little bit, we're probably going to go ahead and do that. And I'm here for all that. I I mean, it's it seems like it's it is petty, but seven to ten points are different when you look at a score sheet. Um, and the fact that Hypo had never scored lower than fourteen since he's been there, Tennessee hasn't scored. Uh, in less than double digits since 2020, I think I wrote. Um, that's that's huge. So yeah, when you can return a beating, not exactly the same size as the last couple, but just as good. I mean, yeah, rub it in for sure. And and I'm kind of disappointed now that these teams won't play next year because there's clearly like, look, the head coaches clearly don't beat. love each yeah, other. They're, they're, yeah. There was a moment where uh, where Drinkwitz and DJ Smith were out on, and Curtis Looper were out on the field, kind of pulling guys away because. Uh, Brady got knocked over on the on the last kneel down. Yeah. Like they don't like each other a lot, and that I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I yeah we talk. I feel like we talk about this as far as just like you know sports and stuff. It's just it's so soft nowadays. There's a participation yeah. award. There is no rivalries. Everybody friendly, which is cool. I'm not saying people can't be friends, but I don't know. I don't see enough button heads. And sometimes that's cool. Sometimes that's cool to see that you don't have to like everyone or pretend to like everyone. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, Missouri gets the the just, I mean, impressive in every way. Thirty six to seven win. Uh, com combined with what happened earlier in the day, the SEC title game is now set. It's Atlanta or Alabama and Georgia in Atlanta. But I mean, this one. This one was big for Missouri because now I feel like we've gone from 10 and 2 is the goal to now 10 and 2 is the expectation. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it should be. It, I, Florida is terrible. I try to tell y'all, we've told y'all this from the jump. They're terrible. They're terrible, terrible. And if you lose to Arkansas, oh man, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So you shouldn't. That's the case. You shouldn't lose to either one of those. This was the game of the season pretty much, and they killed it. So they can't have any letdowns if they want to get into a cool bowl game. They got to they gotta still bring this effort to the next two games, but they shouldn't lose. Right. I mean, I, I think the floor now, the floor is 9-3 and three in the Citrus Bowl. I, I, I mean, like, I don't expect – You think they can be 9-3 and three and get into the Citrus? That's – I'm asking. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh. I mean, they could in that in that instance. Maybe LSU goes to the Citrus Bowl and slip to the Relia Quest Bowl. I guess. But uh, it, look, I think they're going to be ten and two. And at ten and two, the floor is absolutely the Citrus Bowl. We'll talk about bowl stuff here in a minute. I want to address this real quick. One time, Saturday night felt empty because there was no post game show. So I've had a bunch of people asking. Look, guys, I had something going on. Drew and Gerard covered the game. We had four people with the game. I knew post-game show wasn't in the cards last night. I said that early on in the morning. Uh, you know, it was one game. It was one post-game show. We're, we're back. We got a show tonight. We're going to do a show on probably Wednesday, previewing Florida. I'm going to do a show with Drew King on Thursday for Minneapolis, talking basketball. Going to do a show next Saturday. So we're, we're here. Don't worry. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hang out on YouTube with people that like to hang out on YouTube. Uh, Freeway Jared, one of those, uh, got five on the vol pack. I, I don't know what that means. Do you know what um, that means? He's, yeah. He's, he, that's what, that's what people say. He's smoking that vol pack. Remember when Drew okay. that okay. he's smoking a vol pack and, and, and okay. I like, it's because I have to be a journalist. I have to type on stand on business, but what drink really meant was <laughs> he's standing on business. If you know, you know. You're standing on business. You're standing on business. That's what it was, um, you know, this week. Okay. I, see, I, it's a good thing I have somebody young to translate stuff. I, I don't know what the hell's going on half the time. But, all right. Um, so, let's talk uh, Let's talk postseason. First of all, let's talk about what happened yesterday that was good for Missouri. I mean, the first, the top eight teams all won. They're all going to stay the same. Uh, there, yeah. I mean, they, they might flip. Like, I still believe Georgia should be one and Ohio State should be three, but whatever. I don't really care about what order they have them in. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. There's your top eight teams. Mm -hmm. The AP poll and the coaches poll came out today. Louisville, nine, Oregon State, 10, Missouri, 11, Penn State, 12. So that's your next grouping of teams. Um, look, I think. Let's just go team by team. Missouri or Louisville? Who do you think's better? Missouri. Yeah, I think Missouri's significantly better. Louisville has one loss. It is a horrible loss to two and eight Pittsburgh. That said, polls and rankings tend to say how many games have you lost. They don't really care who you play. That's why Louisville is where it is. Louisville's at Miami on Saturday. I actually think they're going to lose that game. Um Whatever they've got that they've got Kentucky left. The bowl picture, the New Year's Six stuff, Louisville actually doesn't impact Missouri much. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh number 10, Oregon State, eight and two. Oregon State, Missouri. Who do you think is a better team? Missouri. I think Missouri is, I think it's closer. I, I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's closer State than the is, than the Louisville one, but yeah. And that's also a game that 
If you told me they played in Oregon State one, it wouldn't be a shock though to me. Right. I think it'd be a little bit more of a shock if Louisville played Missouri. Louisville one. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I mean, Oregon State is eight and two. They lost to Washington State when Washington State was a grown-up team that used to win football games. They're not anymore. Yeah. Uh they beat Utah when Utah was 10th. They beat UCLA when UCLA wasn't on their ninth string quarterback. They lost to Arizona. Um, but their last two games, here's here's why Oregon State doesn't matter to Missouri. Their last two games are Oregon and Washington. I mean, if they win both those games, cool. They're clearly better than you and should be above you. And if they lose one of those games, they're going to fall below you. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, would you say 10? They're at 10? Yeah. Oregon State's 10. Yeah. Okay. So, so then Missouri's 11. So, basically, all it takes, Oregon State lose. And, and these are not the CFP rankings. Those come out tomorrow night. I think Missouri will be 11 in those two. But uh, so, if Oregon State loses once in the next two weeks and Missouri doesn't, Missouri is going to be. No worse than 10th in the CFP rankings, I think. That is a virtual guarantee you are in one of the New Year's Six Bowls, which this year means peach, fiesta, cotton, or orange. There are a bunch of different rules. Like we were talking, our pre-show meeting consisted of us trying to figure out the New Year's Six Bowls and how the teams get in. And it's very difficult. The top four teams are going to the Sugar and Rose this year in the semifinals. Then every Power Five champion is guaranteed a spot. So, like if Iowa screws things up and wins the the Big Ten, then that rearranges who's going to get in. Then that's going to put Ohio State in, and or the Ohio State Michigan loser in. The Big Ten team is going to get three teams in, and that's going to knock somebody down. So ultimately, none of this matters until after the uh, after the conference title games are played but Gerard where, where do you want to spend the first week in January Phoenix Dallas Atlanta or Orlando for the Citrus Bowl or Tampa wherever the Citrus Bowl is um, don't want to go to Florida um just because I was there last year I mean yeah. I, and I liked Florida when I was there for the Gasparilla Bowl I was like I like this life <laughs> Tampa's a good town man yeah yeah um Phoenix is actually one of the it's like high up on the list of cities I, I want to visit Dallas, though, Dallas just seems cool. Jerry World, I've seen the videos. I know it's crazy. So it's either one of those two, but I'm going to say Fiesta Bowl just because, I don't know, that's a little bit different. That's it's something I haven't been to. See, you always you always got to root for the most expensive option, man. Fiesta Bowl, Fiesta Bowl down here. Down, down here. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey I'm, I'm cool with, with any of them. I'm cool with any of them. But if I had to... Money wasn't an option, Gabe. I got you. I got you. Uh, Somebody was asking, I can't find the comment now, but somebody was asking, who's the dream bowl opponent? So so if you just look at a bowl game and whatever bowl game, but you look at kind of this pool of teams that's probably in the New Year Six, but not necessarily in the playoff, what's the the matchup you'd be like, yeah, that's what I want to see? Let me look real quick. Um. Now, do I need to put in place all these rules of you? They can play this team, that team, because I'm I'm gonna no. Mess just it up. just pick oh. the team that's gonna be in the New Year Six, probably that that you would most want to see them play. Um, there's a couple. Uh, wouldn't mind them seeing playing Texas. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them play Penn State. Um, although I don't remember I, Penn State. I know they lost. I didn't see the score. I, yeah. Um, 
And what was, was the score there? Was it bad? It was 24 to 15, but realistically, it was 24 to like two because Penn State, oh, okay. I didn't Penn know State they... fired its offensive coordinator today. Yeah, yeah, I know that part, but I know they, they was okay. I mean, and also, they had they had 51 yards passing until the last drive of the game. Holy. Now, um, Kansas is, I don't think they're New Year's Six. Kansas enough, but they're, South, they got they're, beat yesterday. Yeah, they're not, they have. Oh, oh, then never mind. I was about to say that would have just, of course, just would have been cool just to be cool. But yeah, uh, yeah. what would I say? Texas, Penn State, Texas, probably be it though. Yeah. I I would be intrigued. Um, if Florida State somehow didn't get in the playoff. Oh, oh, I I, I didn't know we we could move those out of it. That'd be cool too. Yeah, you can. I mean, I thought there are no rules here, man. You do whatever the hell you want. Okay, yeah, I like that. I, I, Florida State, I don't know. Randomly, I feel like that's a team. Like, if I'm getting ready for an afternoon or night Missouri game, it just seems like that's the team that's on. So, yeah. if I've watched, and I don't get to, I don't really be paying attention, but if I've watched any team, the most outside of Missouri has probably been Florida State. Uh, they, they got a good team. They've got a good team. Yeah, I like them. I, th- I think Florida State would be fun. Um, look, I'd, I'd be, I'd be okay with the. Uh, the, the Pac-12 loser, Washington or Oregon, Washington. whichever one it isn't, that'd be fun. That Oregon one, that Oregon one, that'd be hard. Like that, like oh, that, yeah, that, that, they're beast. They are Wa- beast. Washington, Mizzou, the over-under would be 90, but I think Washington, anybody, the over-under is going to be 90. If we could have, if I would have known about the, the top, you know, well, I wasn't really thinking so much Washington because I feel like they're undefeated. They're still circling around that top four. If I would have thought about that I would have put Washington as my number one. I'd love to see uh uh and we were talking about this last week, uh Cook versus uh Michael Penix Jr. You're like that that's big time football. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. Um want to invite you guys. I know there's a lot of comments, keep throwing those in there. Um and uh we'll we'll get to comments and questions kind of as we wrap up, but so it yeah, the basic thing, I mean, the first thing Missouri has to do is they have to go win two games. Win two mm-hmm. games, and I think odds are you are probably in one of those New Year's Six access bowls. You win two games, the worst that can happen to you is the Citrus Bowl against Florida, or against probably Penn State. And that's that's a pretty damn good worst-case scenario. Yeah, I mean, well, if that's that's a realistic option. I just said that. <laughs> I just said that a moment ago. That's a realistic option. Yeah, that'd be a yeah. interesting game to to say the least. But like, it'd be cool to see them play a big time team from another conference. Right. Honestly, I like what I want in a bowl game is just matchups that that like don't happen a lot, right? I mean, right. I, I've seen. Texas in the Cotton Bowl would be okay, but I've seen a lot of Mizzou, Mizzou, Texas games. I saw a Mizzou, Texas bowl game in Texas four, five years ago, something like that. So I, it'd be okay, um, but but that's why I kind of want Penn State, Washington, some, something that I just haven't yeah. seen before. I think that'd be cool for sure. Now, obviously, I I haven't seen Missouri versus Texas. That's very new to me. So, right. but yeah, I get why uh, that's not high up on the list. But yeah, game versus somebody. What about a what if it was Iowa though? What if they happened to fi- face in Iowa? Well, I mean, that would mean I would have to watch Iowa play football, <laughs> and that's not a thing that really intrigues me at this point in my life. Yeah, 
But it would be okay. I mean, it'd be interesting. I think Missouri would be favored by quite a bit in that game. Um, you know, right. I, I, I think it would be uh, – It'd be a route to me. Iowa. It'd be a route. Iowa. <laughs> just got to shake your okay. head. Iowa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be rough. I, I got some good friends that cover Iowa, though. That'd be okay. So, um, I, I mean, that's where we're at. But but key is, obviously, hey, you got to go win two. I have, have you seen a line for Florida yet? Have I said the same Have you seen the line for the Florida game? Oh, yet? oh no, I have neither have I. Like, let's take a guess. What do you think it is? I'm gonna look it up while we're while we're what talking. it should be. What would is, you think the line would be? I think the line is probably like minus six and a half, Missouri. I think it should probably be closer to like minus eight and a half, nine and a half. And okay, that's probably gonna, gonna be in generous. I they they're not good to me. <laughs> I was gonna say I think it's nine and a half. So let's let's see. I'm I'm rolling through. I got to get down. Oh, I'm not, well. First of all, I'm in the wrong week, so that's that's an issue. I'm I'm looking. At There's some week. in the chat saying. Oh, I thought I saw someone say it was minus ten and a half. Mizzou, maybe three. Yeah, or maybe I don't know if you guys are guessing. I don't know if you guys are guessing too. A lot of these lines don't appear to be out yet. I don't know. The site I'm looking on doesn't have a line. I would say nine and a half. That's where I would set it. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Florida, man, uh, I mean, I don't think they're very good. I think you've been no. right about them all year long. There's only one person on the team that I'm like, I like him. That's ETN. After that. Yeah, he's good. Nothing, Burger. Nothing, Burger. Yeah. And when we was at Georgia and, you, and they lost that Arkansas game, I just looked at you. Shook my head. Yeah, <laughs> losing to Arkansas ain't great. So yeah, so, man. Well, and this is like I, I I'm already telling you all the stories that will be written about Florida this week is how motivated they're going to be because they need another win to get to a bowl game. How how motivated do you think Florida players are to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl? That'd be that'd be good for them to be honest, but uh, <laughs> um. I, the only reason I can say this game would be the biggest is because pretty sure they see Florida State the week after, and they we do. already know what we already know what that is going to be like. So they this is their best chance. It's not a great chance, but it's right. better I mean, than facing Florida State. So um, they might as well put everything into it just for the simple fact of like it's now or never. Yeah. Bottom line, Florida has to beat a top ten team to get to six and six and go hang out in Charlotte for a couple days or Birmingham. Hey, now my hometown decent now, Gail. Let's not do too I'm, much. I'm, it, it is not a knock on. But the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I but, get that. Right. Anybody that says I'm going to Charlotte does not say I'm going to Charlotte because I got to see nah. that Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, for sure. I didn't. I wasn't seeing the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, all right, so so let's. Uh, Let's let's transition into uh, I, I didn't bring this up beforehand, but we got a couple uh, of lines of questioning. First of all, the coaching carousel has begun. Um, Sherrod, if somebody t- if, if I called you tomorrow morning and I said, I'm going to give you seventy seven million dollars to not write another article for Power Mizzou. Would you <laughs> would you then go get another writing job or would you just be like, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm done working for the rest of my life. Wow. First off, Gabe. I don't I'm, have that. That's not on the table, but I'm just saying. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just saying. First off, it take a hey Gabe, you don't even got to make it 77. We can get that price down a lot lower. <laughs> we can just go we just need one seven. Just give me seven million. Go. I'm good. I'll go. walk away. Um 
Yeah, that's and, – and if you've seen, like, somebody put out – I don't know if it was Dellinger or somebody, but they put out the contract details. And basically, even if he gets a new job, like, they still owe him. That is – I need whoever his agent, lawyer, whoever is on his team. Yeah. I need to work my way up in life to just be able to hire someone so they can finesse me a deal like that. Well, and the funniest thing was I saw a tweet that uh, Ross Bjork, the AD, was saying, well, you know, we, we don't owe him all that right away. We only owe him $25 million next month. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. man. I, okay, this Baylor is what I don't football do. coach is the best job in America. I don't get this, though. I know they're swimming in money and all that stuff, but can you really just burn money like this? Like, there's got to be some point. There's got to be some point where you're like, all right, 76, 77 million to this person. We can't just hire someone. And then after a couple of years, even though we're still buying the buyout for a uh, Jimbo, we fire this. Like, there's got to be something where it's just like, all right, all right, we got to chill for just a second, right? I don't know, man. AM hasn't won a national title in 85 years, but you'd never know it the way they, they think about themselves. So. See. That's for sure. I know that I know the oil game popping, but goodness gracious, there ain't no way. <laughs> There's no way. Um, so so I got into that just because uh we've got a question here from Todd Alexander. Should the fan base be concerned about Drinkwitz leaving for another school? So let me say, first of all, you should not be concerned about Eli Drinkwitz be leaving nope. for Texas AM. Texas AM ain't hiring Eli. Um his agent is Jimmy Sexton. I have been around this long enough to know that when Eli wins 10 or 11 games this year, I'm sure Jimmy will get his name mentioned a couple of places. I'm sure it will be out there. It is possible that they will go to Desiree Reed Francois and say, Hey, I need another 10 bucks or whatever. You know, um, if you had asked me this question a year ago, I would have said, yeah, I think drink with a look. Um, had, had they gone 10 and two last year? I think he'd have looked and I think he might've left. I think in the last 12 months, a lot has changed. Missouri has passed this NIL law. He, I mean, money is money's flowing around there, guys. I, I know some of you don't believe me, but it is. They're in good shape NIL-wise. Um, this new master facilities plan is going to be unveiled Thursday. Like, he's literally gotten everything he wants, and now he is 10-2. and two. He is going to be number 10 or 11 in the country. And he probably knows somewhere deep down, if we hadn't had a weird snap penalty against LSU, we are legitimately talking about being in the college football playoff. So my point is, and next year it's going to 12. My point is, everything he wants to go chase is actually realistic for him to chase here now. And I'm not sure anybody, including him, would have believed that 12 months ago. But the proof is in this season. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's and this isn't just for drink. This is people in life. Like even if someone offers you more money, situation and where you're at in your life, that matters. Like you sure someone can have, offer you, you know, and I'm not saying that's easy to uh, millions. I'm not saying that it's easy to turn down, but to kind of rebuild all that stuff. He's been working three, four years to get this up to where it is. And to me, when you think about it, they were expected to lose versus LSU. They were expected to lose versus Georgia. Um, we thought they were going seven to five. To be honest, their biggest loss, I I know he's not going to say, they're not going to say this. Maybe Ryan Wingo for a couple of months or whatever, you know, like if that changes, yeah. 
because of that whole fiasco. But if that's his biggest loss and something like where he thought he had it and he didn't, what what to leave for what? To be honest, and and and, and I would also say, look, if if some job pops open and he can't turn it down, like he's just going to leave anyway. It's not. It, it, you know, it's it's not lack of commitment or money or anything. I mean, if there's some job out there that pops up and he takes it, and then all of a sudden we go, oh well, I, I didn't know that one would would be one that would would. Uh, but look, the bigger the bigger question, I think, and somebody had asked it, I can't find it in the comments anymore. And this is why we generally have Alex doing the post game shows when we get a lot of comments. Um, but the bigger question, what about Blake Baker and Kirby Moore? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Kirby Moore. I think Blake uh, Baker's going to be getting calls. Yeah, uh, Kirby Moore, not yet. I was asked a few weeks ago on the radio. Think? Not, I'll, I think he will be getting calls, but I don't think he will. I don't think it's much more likely that uh, Blake leaves than Kirby is what I mean, basically. Uh, yeah. Blake, year two, um, they're just as good as they were last year, if not better in, in some regards. Um, they had a they had a weird stretch where they was there's just some things going on, and even then they were still winning games. It was just like more complimentary football and all that stuff. Drink is talking about it wasn't like they were blowing up the joint. So yeah, he's probably getting the, he's gonna probably get the call soon. And yeah, I wonder I wonder what Drink does in that case. I wonder how that yeah. goes. Yeah, that, 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 that's a whole rabbit hole. But like with Blake, I mean, look guys, LSU is going to be looking for a defensive coordinator at the end. Season. I mean, they're almost certainly. So you've got that out there. But also, what this coaching carousel does is, depending on who A and M hires or who Boise State hires, then there might be a group of five job open, head coaching job, right? And that's when it starts to trickle down. Like, if there's a group of five job that opens in the southeast, like if I'm putting together a list, Blake Baker's on my list, man. He's a guy I'm I'm talking to for my head coaching job. For sure. For sure. I mean, think about it. Like for how long was it the defense carrying, carrying them? Even the first couple of games of this year, we were kind of just like, eh, I don't know. And they were still able to do that. And in some of these games where they're able to put up a lot of points, the defense is still being able to hold down teams or at least keep them in the game. Like they did versus yeah. Georgia, like, uh, you know, yesterday, they destroyed Tennessee. And, and I think people forget what Blake took over. Like as literally two thirds of the way through the season yeah. before, Missouri had the worst Power Five defense in America. Abysmal. I mean, they That's were nasty, awful. So you know, so he's done a hell of a job here. And and look, I'm not trying to. I, I the times I've gotten to talk to Blake, I like him. He's done a good job here. In no way am I pushing him out the door. But this is what you want as a head coach. You want your assistant because because you know who doesn't get hired. The coordinators of six and six teams, those dudes don't get better jobs. If your assistants, if your coordinators are getting better opportunities, that means you've done well. And then it is the head coach's job to go out and find the next guy. Like if Blake Baker gets a job, I would be very surprised if DJ Smith isn't Missouri's defensive coordinator, honestly. Don't you, don't you think that's where to go? I think he'd get the – Him or Polk, Polk. Yeah, I I would lean DJ. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, I mean, Poe did just get the promotion earlier this year to whatever. Yeah. So I forgot to be a title. I, but yeah, but I, I think, think that would probably be an internal thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, you something go hire a new linebackers coach or whatever. Yeah, it's also something. It's kind of just like um, you, you start winning more games. Your assistants obviously they start getting the looks and stuff like that. It's kind of like the same thing with uh, high school and, and recruiting. You start winning more games. The even if you lose coaches, people are you're going to have better coaches want to be like I can I want to look at this job. I'll take a step down possibly. Um, I forgot what was the coach. There was a coach that was at Akron or something who left to go play, you know, coach at Colorado or something. Kent State, yeah. Kent State. And Dion yeah. just demoted him last week. Well, not not that bad, not that bad of a situation, but you get what I'm saying. Kind of like leaving whatever job title. If I got to go to be the linebackers coach at Missouri who's winning and stuff like that, and then get back out, uh, get back out there, they'll do that. So it, it kind of still goes hand in hand. Yeah, and uh and, and Stuart West pointing out and and I agree, uh Baker, Baker had a nice plan for Tennessee yesterday. It was basically, yeah, we'll give you this little short stuff. Um, and we think you'll eventually screw up. And Tennessee usually did. Um, you know, it was, it was stop the run and and we don't trust Joe Milton to be accurate enough for these guys to break enough tackles to to move the ball down the field. And and they didn't. Um let's see, I'm gonna start rolling through these uh some of these con comments and questions if I can. Uh Oh, here's here's another coaching thing. Uh, Sam Pittman gets canned after the loss to Mizzou. I would put that now at more likely than not. Um, I think there's a pretty decent chance Arkansas is looking for a head coach in about two, three weeks. Yeah, getting beat down on Black Friday at the crib is not – that's not what you really want to do. Does he? Is it possible that – is that enough? Is that well, enough I mean, to keep him? I know that Missouri will be a – a big win and a rivalry win, but do you think that's enough? Oh, like you mean would that be enough to save him? I mean, so here's their last seven games: lost thirty-eight to thirty-one to BYU, lost or last eight games, lost thirty-four thirty-one to LSU, lost thirty-four twenty-two to AM, lost twenty-seven twenty to Old Miss, lost twenty-four twenty-one to Alabama, lost seven three to Mississippi State, beat Florida somehow thirty-nine thirty-six, and then lost. 48-10 to Auburn yesterday. Like, First of all, I heard, I heard a good oof. there was a, a good amount of close games in there though that you know. Oh yeah, there were a lot of close games. Like the one thing I think he had going for him was they haven't quit. They're playing hard. And then you see Auburn. That might have gone away yesterday. Yeah, you see Auburn, and I don't know. I don't know if a, a win. It's, it'd have to be a, a pretty convincing destruction. Of Missouri, I think to keep it to me. I don't know. I would I would enjoy though the irony of Sam Pittman going into that game four and seven, and the the win that would save his job would be the team that all Arkansas fans and media insist they never think about and should not be in the SEC. But it would be a good enough win to save Sam's job. That'd be, that'd be enjoyable to me. Who do they play before that? What's the game before or this week? Uh, FIU. So to I, be honest, I don't know if FIU is good or not, but it just, it just sounds like a game they could lose. FIU could be terrible. I don't know. It just sounds like if you told me Arkansas lost to FIU, I'd be like, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, no question. That's how um, bad it is. This is my favorite thing about coaching searches. The very first thing a college football fan says when somebody gets fired is, are there any recruits we can get from that team? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know who's committed to Texas A&M. We'll, 
we'll look at some point if if we need to. But I, I just love that that's always like the instant first reaction. Um, yeah. Let's see. A lot of people wanting bowl games. I see a lot of Washington, a lot of Michigan. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jason says ESPN has Mizzou by 11 against Florida. That's a little higher than I would. I was about to say that's in slight, slight reach, but it's also still in believable territory for me. So it's probably on the higher end of the or further end of the spectrum. I'd put them on, but I, I don't hate it for sure. <laughs> Jared, Jared wants me to get a call from Jimmy Sexton saying he's your new agent. So if that happens, cool. well, nego- negotiations are going to break down if that happens. Man. All I can say, well, here's the thing, though, Freeway Jerry. While I'd love for Jimmy Sexton to say he's representing me now, I don't know if I got Jimmy Sexton money right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no I offense. Don't I don't think Jimmy trying to hunt I, you down. Yeah, Jimmy ain't Jimmy ain't peeping me yet, guys, yet. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Larson, would Arkansas be a threat to steal Drinkwitz? As dumb as that sounds, he's from the – Look, he turned down Arkansas three, four years ago. I don't think he's taking that job now. I mean, he's also, even if, go ahead, my bad. I I was just going to say, and it's kind of what you said. I don't think you spend this much time and energy building something up to just leave it as soon as it gets built. This is, this applies to so many things in, in life. Yeah, you don't build something up. And leave it for the next person to enjoy the benefits of your work. That's usually that's not how most people are. Unless what you're going to is a step up. But there's not many steps up because those jobs have good coaches. So there's no reason to do that. Even if you're from whatever state it is, considering that Arkansas is their school rival, I think there's also part of drink that probably is like, I want to beat them up now. I don't want to really join them. At least yeah. in this moment. I think um, you don't – I'm not sure people understand how much energy and effort and, like, exhaustion goes into what Drinkwitz has done with this thing the last four years. And it's not just Missouri. It's everywhere. Everywhere you've got to build that up. Like, it takes so much time and energy that, yeah – Sure, if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL and Michigan calls Eli Drinkwitz, do I think he would go? I think he probably would, yes. Because it's, I mean, that's a, you're walking into a ready-made playoff team. But you don't finish a, like, you don't rebuild your entire house and then go, hey, let's go find the next neighborhood that got hit by a tornado and do that. No, you want to live in that nice house for a little bit. Before you go take on another rebuild. Yeah. Um, That's you know, yeah, why great. coaches don't go power five to power five very often. Correct. Um, let's see. A lot of uh, a lot of coaching search talk, Arkansas and Florida, which is not. Well, really well, where I, I, see, I, I, I see one. I see one that I want. You, so someone okay. says Gerard doesn't know the history of losing coaches to Arkansas. So this is a thing. There's one. Yes, they've lost one coach to Arkansas. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've lost two. Frank Broyles in like 1958 went to Arkansas. So if we hold on to stuff for 65 years, then yes, there are two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. And uh, yes, 
our subscribers and viewers hold on to things for 65 years. I can 100% guarantee you that. Uh, they hold, I feel like some hold on longer than 65 years. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I, Royals and uh, what's his name? Mike Anderson is the other one they're talking about. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, I don't know anybody else they've lost to Arkansas. I mean, Barry Odom was went to be their defensive coordinator, but oh, he okay, fired. he he was who I was thinking, but I was thinking I don't remember him being the head coach. Yeah, he, right. Well, and I mean, you're not losing guys to Arkansas when you fired those guys, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Buddy needed a job, man. <laughs> that's that's what that <laughs> was. You know, he's trying to get paid. So yeah. Um, so uh, college football playoff rankings out tomorrow. No. Tuesday. I, I was thinking this is Monday oh, because we. Nah, I was thinking it was Monday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just for clarification, P. Richards is 100% still angry about Frank Boyles going to Arkansas in 1958. So, I mean, I don't know, man. We got we got to get like uh we got to get like uh talk therapy or whatever that is to to sponsor this podcast. And, uh, this is 1958, my guy. <laughs> so, um. Uh, anyway, uh, college football playoff rankings out on Tuesday night. Um, let's kind of wrap up with this. There's no chance. I don't see a chance that any of that stuff has any impact. Like, like this team doesn't have a letdown next week. Do you think? I, I'm not subscribing to that at all. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen a tape. We're this far into the season. You're coming off your best win of the season. It's possible. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't know. Maybe to see this is me being the outsider, bringing in some good energy. I don't have any built up like, oh, there's a letdown coming on that some other folks may be thinking. I think they should be all right. Because here is the thing about this team. They've played 10 games. They have either won or played pretty well. Like, I don't think there's been a day where they haven't shown up or had a letdown. Like, yeah, I'll listen to, they didn't play all that well against middle Tennessee, but they won the game. So I don't care. Right. Um, like if they've had a letdown or had an off day, it hasn't burned them. So to this point, you know, I don't see much reason to expect that. It doesn't guarantee they're going to win, but I, I don't really expect a letdown. This team has, has kind of shown me that, they seem to be a little bit better than that. Better. And I see people saying trap game. I understand what that means, but the problem with, at least with this team, every time we talk to them after a win, after a loss, you legitimately see it on Tuesday. It's in the past for them. They don't hold on to it. And that I will say, if anything, Drake is really good at telling them to have a short memory, win or, win or lose. So it can only be a trap game if you – if you're not paying attention, if you're not focused, if you thinking too far ahead or, you know, looking in the rearview mirror. And I, I did it. I thought it was a little weird after the Georgia game, how many people thought, well, are they still going to play hard? Cause they, they can't win the East. I mean, oh, I, I, that, that line of questioning just didn't really make any sense to me. Um, most I mean, of, Tennessee was coming in here. Yeah. And you, even if, even if they were, even if Tennessee was what, five and five or whatever coming into the game, if that was the case, they still destroyed you twice in a row. So they would want their lick back for that game, independent of 
the SEC East and all this other stuff going on. So, yes, they'll play hard going forward. Uh, I, this seems like a kind of a good place to kind of end this. Mike points out Tennessee State champs. Mizzou is now 4-0 against teams from Tennessee this year. Yeah. Um, well, let's think about it. It's Vanderbilt, it's M- Memphis, Middle Tennessee, and Tennessee, right? Yeah. So is MTSU the best cop from Tennessee? <laughs> I don't know. I, Gabe, you know I got positive thoughts of that game. I'm going to forever have positive. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, forever have positive thoughts. Well, uh, what's it? The Blue Raiders? Yeah. 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 Uh, Missouri basketball could have made it 5 and 0 against Tennessee on Friday night. That didn't quite happen, but we're trying. Hey, this has been a positive, happy, happy show. So we're standing. I, I do got a question for you, Gabe, before we get off. So, what, if any, New Year's Six Bowl would there be for you to come along? Is there one where you're like, I, I, I'd go to that? See the matchups. Um, oh, okay, so it's know. more about matchups than the location, the bowl, and so forth. Yeah, it's, it's more about the matchup, about about if we can line up a sponsor for it, you know, things like that. Okay. Logan Van Sant wants to play the Titans now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're three and six. I, I don't think they. I don't think Missouri would win that, but it'd be a little competitive. Take your shot, man. If they're from Tennessee, you never know. So, hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here. Um, Like I said, we're going to – we got – there's a basketball game tomorrow night, playoff rankings Tuesday. We're going to do a football show Wednesday, basketball Thursday. Drew King's going up to Minneapolis to cover Mizzou basketball in in Minnesota on Thursday. Football Saturday. So, another just a crazy week. We're going to be on here three or four times. We're going to have tons of stuff on the site. Sean Williams already been tracking down recruits that uh, that were in the house yesterday. So all kinds of stuff. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, do me a couple things before you leave. First of all, the, again, the information has been going across the bottom of the screen. It's been in bright yellow. Hopefully you've seen it. But get in touch with our guy, James Carlton, with State Farm Insurance in Webster Groves, Missouri, carltoninsurance.net. 314-961-4800. James wants to be your insurance agent. He wants to cut you a good deal. He wants to talk to you about Mizzou's NIL efforts. Uh, I, by the way, Gerard, did you see the uh, the tweet that uh, Tennessee was eating Emo's pizza as their postgame meal yesterday? It could never be me. I, you good. can't beat but me up. I just and- I just like the idea that they are supporting, they are eating the company that actually sponsors Brady Cook and Luther Burton. Yeah, you're not going to beat me up and then say, Adria, you know, I got my mom making a, a nice home-cooked meal. You want some? <laughs> nah, I'd starve. <laughs> Never. There, there you go. Support Emo's Pizza. Support James Carlton State Farm. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all those things on the YouTube channel. Appreciate it, guys. I'll throw the podcast up after this. We'll talk to you next time.